What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Real Estate Podcast, episode 279. I'm here with Griffin. I'm here with Trigger the Trav. And we're waiting in line at the Guns N' Roses concert with Adam. (laughs) (laughs) What did we watch this week? Thor. I'm sore. I'm a little forward after watching it. It's something, you know. I mean, what was he fighting for? Yeah. Yeah. Love, Trav, and Thunder. (laughs) So at the end when they hop up and it's like they were known as Thor Love and Thunder. I was like that black dude that's like, ah (laughs) You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So I've got some issues with this movie. So do I. All right. What what have you got, Trav? Because I'm interested to see if our if we're if we're rifting here. <clears throat> well, for as much as I enjoyed Christian Bell's gore, I felt like the plot that he was that he had, the means by which he furthered that plot, was absolutely wasted. I think the whole concept of taking the children and that being the high stakes moment of the movie, just it falls flat for a movie that's already set up how ridiculous and grandeur, how much grandeur is going on in the film. Yes. Uh, I thought too much Gene and R. I mean, there were moments where it worked. There were moments where it was very much like, like, the welcome to the jungle power up scene at the beginning. I mean, dude, I mean, if if if, cool. if you that was a tone setter, man. Yeah. And you're yeah. like, all right, we're about to have a good time, dude. Thor's gonna wreck some shit. It's gonna be funny. And even that fight was so over the top. Like he just knees that tank and it rolls a hundred. Dude, he feet. did a roundhouse kick on one. Yeah. Yeah. And then when he jumps up and does the splits. Yeah. He, all eighties like action, you know, holding them apart. Yeah, yeah. Twitters. Yeah. And I like the November rain solo at the end. That worked I agree. pretty well, Same. in my opinion. Yeah. Same. Um, but like every every time that they swap scenes, they had to play. They have to start a GNR song. It's like, dude, they should have went full eighties with it and just like like hair metal it up, kind of like what the the theme that they were going for. But pull some rad in there. Pull some Motley Crue. Like it can't be that expensive. Yeah, a little more. Or like, yeah. Because yeah. like the aesthetics of Ragnarok and Love and Thunder, like these are all like I mean, look at the poster we're using for the episode tonight. I could see in a roundabout way how that could be spray painted on some fucking dude's van. Yeah, on the yeah, side exactly. of a van. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, like you know, it would have been cool if like there was an instance where you know maybe we heard some rock just just a change up in the playlist. Yeah. It'd be nice to recut certain scenes and use some different songs in it. Like Tom Sawyer would have been a great addition. You know what I mean? Oh, dude, Ooh. hearing that, hear, hearing that, that, that opening. Yeah. That would have, that would have been a cool little song playing in the background while Cork is narrating like, Hey, gather around and I'll tell you about the space bike. Yeah. Yeah. So here are the, these are the issues that I, was that the only thing that you had, Trav? What, what you got um, anything else? I mean, I felt like 
I, I felt like I felt like Christian Bell's portrayal of Gore was a little weird too. Like he, you mean how it tonally shift constantly? <laughs> yeah, like there was no great yeah. reward for you. Yeah, and you know there were moments where I'm like, man, there's a really fucking badass performance somewhere in this, and it still is. It's still great, but the flip flopping between him being the serious villain that he is from the comic and this weird Takawa Titi, I'm going to be funny in completely inappropriate times type of thing, you know? Yeah. Uh, I know the goats are a a love it or hate it part of the film, but I fucking, I laughed, man. It was a cheap laugh and it fucking worked on me, man. I, I yeah. thought the funniest part is when they're going through space on the Bifrost and you see that planet and it just oh, goes straight Rick and Morty. They, yeah, they hit it instead of like they going scream. in the, Yeah, it's just you hear. That was funny. Yeah, I mean, I didn't have a problem with that. I thought like if you can't get past how ridiculous that opening fight scene is, then the yeah. movie's not going to hold up for you anyway. Yeah, yeah. So here's the problems that I had. The number one most glaring problem, in my opinion, was the way that they handled Jane. Okay. And I'll go ahead and say this before I go any further. I like Mighty Thor. I like what they did with, I like that. But here, here was my fundamental problem. Why is her being Thor stopping the medication from her cancer spreading? You know what I mean? Like, here's the way that I see it. And here to me, and I understand like if she was wanting to do this and be done with uh, Marvel and Thor and all that, that's fine. But the way that they should have done it was when she is Lady Thor, then she's fine, perfectly healthy, like nothing wrong with her whatsoever. When she comes out of it, that time between when she was regular Jane and regular Jane again, it should cause the cancer to spread that much more quickly. So like she has to stay in Thor mode in order to not die. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. It was so weird to me where it was like, you can't be a Thor anymore because it's killing you. And it's like, but she went there because she believed enough in what was happening that if she became a Thor, then it would save her life. And it killed her. Now, I, I I agree that there is an inconsistency there, but you could also look at it very much as a byproduct of her just even remotely being capable of wielding that power, which something that never gets brought up is the fact that Thor blessed the hammer. He was yeah. drunk as shit when he did it, but he blessed the hammer, yeah. and that's why it even she happens. Do it, yeah. yeah, but, <clears throat> you know, it's been very it's been established all throughout and and absolutely because it's the ending of endgame that mortals can't handle pure power going through them it just don't work it fucks them up and so that 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 could have been elaborated on more i guess that although although molnir and stormbreaker are weapons for good they're still weapons out of the out of Thor's hand. They're almost just like 
like just radiation or like a bomb. You know what I mean? Like they just they're they're gonna fuck you up. Right. Um my my issue with Lady Thor, and I don't know, I don't know if I want to call it an issue, is I Okay, so in the comic books, and I hate to always do this shit, but in the comic books, one of the things that that you use to introduce Lady Thor is the mystery element. Yeah. When she, when it first happens and she shows up, the audience as well as Thor or the reader and the audience are not aware who this is. And it becomes a bit of a revelation that it's Jane. Yeah. As opposed to we knew that going in from the fuck they put it in the trailer. Yeah. There was no, you know, couple of there wasn't yeah, an act build up you know, for that. Yeah. There, there 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 wasn't. And I see that they chopped that off to enhance the cancer drama. Yeah. But I think that if they had just kind of just kind of pivoted just a little bit to include that mystery at first and completely have left and completely let let the concept of Jane being Thor out of the promotion and marketing. Yeah. I mean, comic fans are obviously obviously going to know what's going to happen. Yeah. But instead of just giving us that bit of information from the get-go, I think it hurt it more, including her as a part of, you know, the Thor mythos now. Right, yeah, absolutely. See, and it, to me, it would have left it to where, like, if she would have, if, if they would have kind of twi- tweaked that a little bit or gave a better explanation, but for for my context here, if they would have tweaked that a little bit where she didn't die, but there's always that, you know, because whenever they went through the Bifrost after, and when dude got that, when Gore got the hammer, got mm-hmm. Stormbreaker, she came out of the Bifrost as Jane. She didn't come out of it as Thor yeah. Jane. She came out of it. So that could always be that thing that's like, uh, well, what it, what is going to hit her hard enough to knock her out of becoming a Thor? And the next time that she gets knocked out of being Thor, she's just going to die. Like cancer is going to spread so aggressively because it's been so long that she's just going to instantly drop dead. And you could have that, you know, that, that drama there. And mm-hmm. if you didn't want to build, because like her death was for nothing to chalk it up at the end of the day, her death was for nothing. If you want to chalk it up to like, well, Gore saw that, you know, Thor didn't want to fuck good. with him. He was a good yeah, god. And, he chose yeah, and love that, over, you know. Yeah, exactly. You could chalk it up to that, but at the end of the day, like, if all the gods die, it really doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, the stakes the stakes <laughs> that they were trying to go for made sense, but that gets into my other point that I have a problem with. But but there yeah, was not... That's, and, that, and, and I guess, I mean, I, I guess I'm just going to snowball us into that. That's also the biggest thing this, that this movie had as an issue. The stakes never felt raised unless it was scenes with the, with Lady Thor. And it was so little bit, just enough to have some sort of like grounding, I guess. Yeah. Because that's one thing that, that, they, that they showed you at the beginning is that when Thor takes care of himself and gives a shit, he's fucking OP as fuck. He doesn't need the Guardians. Doesn't need the fucking Avengers. He's already harnessed all of, like the, the his actual god powers in the previous film, so he's literally just like they say in the film. He just sits around and he waits for people to be like, "Hey, we need to go stop this." And he's like, "All right, let's go fucking do it." Yeah. Also, the whole thing where he blessed all the weapons for the little kids. 
For a limited I mean, time only. So he can just do that? Okay, anybody, so... Right? I mean, and my thing is, is like, okay, if you want to chalk that up to like, he didn't have that power until he got Stormbreaker, fair enough, okay. He could have blessed the entire fucking Wakandan army. That's what I'm saying. That, like, yeah. what the fuck, man? Those kids like, were, were just, OP. Yeah. That was funny. Were, it was, but goddamn, dude, like what? The one with the teddy like, bear? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I, I like know. the shadow. I like the shadow creature things that they were fighting. Like that was really cool. I, there's a lot that I like, and there's a lot that I dislike. And one thing, like the Jane thing, kind of bothers me the most. The next thing is like Gore is going around and killing gods that you don't give a fuck about whatsoever, and they go to um, what's that city that fucking Zeus is orgying at? Omnipotent city. Yeah. All right, so omnipotent city. Okay, so the thing is, is like, how do you raise the stakes? Like, people like Zeus, but he's kind of an asshole. You know, it is what it is. If they would have had Gore show up to the omnipotent city yeah. and be the one that, that, and killed Zeus, yeah, just to show everybody, like, I'm not fucking around. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I just killed Zeus, the fucking badass motherfucker here. And then I'm coming for everybody else. You know, I'm going to fucking eternity and all this shit's happening. And instead of like Hercules being like this kind of like awkward, like anti-hero that's going to be going after Thor, how cool would it have been if Thor and Hercules fucking team up to go after Gore? You know? Yeah. I mean, it's absolutely. Like huge missed opportunity. Like I, if think, they- I think you can agree here. The smartest thing that they did in this whole fucking movie was keeping eternity silent and not trying to do anything with the character other than he's just fucking there for the moment. Yeah. yeah and they, exactly. did, they, they did a badass job with well, how he looked. Yeah. What kind of, that just girl like, has some special powers from that though. Now, like, I mean, she's going to be yeah. badass. You mm-hmm. saw it in her eyes, well, right? Well, well, so, you know, Adam, that, that particular character that we finally saw in Thor, that uh, eternity or whatever, that's the character that was rumored, or at least it was the, the rumor that I was fucking all in for. In Endgame, people had thought he was going to show up after Tony Snap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he was going to be like, some shit's happening, this is going down, blah, 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 blah. Here's the fucking setup for the next fucking set of films, you know? Yeah. But uh, I, I thought I thought letting like leaving him in enough just to like be like all right someone's gonna have to really go in and deal with that guy and talk about him but not me I'm glad that Takai didn't bother with that like, yeah which may like it may dovetail into Guardian in well, some way well you know um, the whole concept of Thor being able to bless weapons now there being more than one Thor. Thor is a more of a moniker than someone's name now. Yeah. I feel like I, I feel like that that is that's something that leans heavy into Secret Wars. Yes. Um especially if we get the version where it's Battle World where he has to have an army of there's an army of Thors kind of like the Night's Watch keeping the Marvel zombies in their territories. Yeah. And, I mean, I feel like that's probably not going to be the direction that they take, but that is something that I was like, oh, okay. Like, because I know Secret Wars is, is on its way for sure, 
And I just thought it was interesting that they did do that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, for it to be kind of a good, goofy, fun Marvel movie, like, that's fine. It, it is what it is. But And I like I like that it kind of lived in its own self-contained bubble, you know, because it is part of that weird middle phase, like, that's kind of been going on here lately with um, Doctor Strange, Spider-Man, and all them, you know. So I do like that, and I do like how it 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 shows you that like all the Marvel movies or Marvel properties in general don't have to be like call up everybody. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. it can still be self contained, but like Gore could have been the character, the villain that they built up over at least two, if not three, films. That did seem a because, little rushed. Yeah, because like the idea of Gore. The, the the aesthetic, all of that stuff was so fucking cool, man. And like, yeah. if they would have really got Christian Bell on board to do it, it's like, okay, we're going to do another trilogy. And like, if they would have handed the hammer over figuratively and physically over to Jane and let Gore be her villain while something's going on with Chris Hemsworth Thor. Yeah. And like, let her try to deal with that. Let her try to be part of like new Asgard and all this stuff and see the development of this, of this new people through the lens of a foreigner. Like, that. you know what I'm saying? Like they could have done a lot with that. They could have used Gore to build him up and, and Hemsworth Thor could have been going through the galaxies and going through the, you know, finding the different gods, but leave like seeing a fucking trail of blood everywhere he goes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it all it all culminate to where like Thor gets fucked up. Lady Thor's got to show up and try to fucking help Thor out, and that ends up with her dying. You know what I'm saying? Like they could have made something well, really special out of this. Oh, for sure. And you know, you you know, one could argue that we're in a phase of Marvel now where not every villain has to die. Exactly. You can, you can whoop his ass, send him, send him packing. And just haven't understood that he he got stopped, but he's still fucking out there. Yeah. And and you know if we're gonna take that and condense it down into now a, like a you know a, a new trilogy of Thor films, they could have totally had Thor, Lady Thor, and Gore in the first film, but not even allude to Lady Thor being Jane. Yeah. It's just a mystery the whole time, and the whole time. Thor is trying to get Molnar back from her. We could have got the fight that, that we did not get that I thought yeah. we would, but we didn't because yeah. there's an all, there's an all out brawl between Thor and Lady Thor in the comic books. Like when it first goes on yeah, and this she's just taking, she's taking him to school. <clears throat> but like you have that second film shit still piling up body counts happening. Like they thwart him, you know, they worked together long enough to thwart him in the first film, but they're still like, you know, kind of added each other and then have like in a second film, almost empire strikes back, have the big gut wrench where we find out lady Thor is Jane. She's Thor because Molnar's chosen her and she's dying of cancer. So she has to stay Thor or this is, you know, that way by the time the death happens in the third film, there's more weight to the idea of whenever he's fighting them and she shows up and he has that look of fuck, why'd you, why'd you do that? You know, yeah. like he knew what was about to happen. And that's yeah. a, that was a good scene, 
but because it was so crammed together, because it was so, you know, condensed down into just the two hour story that we got, as much as it had an effect, it could have been even more devastating if we could have had like so much more buildup and character development between those two. Exactly. Because, and think of it this way, like Kang becomes a God, right? Mm-hmm. Which means Kang deals with eternity at some point. Exactly. So Kang becomes a God. What would have made it even better if like, Gore's fucking everybody up, and a version of Kang shows up, and that is how the Necro Sword is fucking gotten rid of. He shows up and destroys the sword and kills, and like doesn't kill Gore, but you know what I mean. Like he shows oh. up to stop that from fucking happening. That would have been no, no, no. That no, you're onto something there, man. It would have been badass if Thor and Lady Thor were whooping the fuck out of Gore, and then. You know, the whole thing with, with Lady Thor dying. We have it play out just like we did in this one. Yeah. You have Thor talk Gore out of, con, you know, getting eternity to, to destroy all the gods. In that moment, when you see Christian Bell change, Kang steps out and just severs his fucking head. And you're like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. completely just, like, retching Thor. Because for once, Thor would have gotten a win that didn't consist of him having to kill or yes. you know beaten to like it would have been a win of all wins for him yeah and to have that just stripped away from him by Kang would have been a great setup but at the same time it would have been a very good like yeah you know yeah exactly I mean I don't know man but which I have I have a Kang theory a Kiri a Kiri I've kind of spilled it out to Adam a little bit, but maybe this is just me coping. (laughs) No, no, no. Just hear me out. Hear me out. It it could just be a massive cope, but whatever. All right. So for the past year and most of our MCU properties, what's been the one fucking thing that is dead center of it all? Like, well, yeah, I didn't know how far you were going with that. It's like the and uh, Hawkeye and Hawkeye. You've got you've got Lady Hawk. You've got uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. That whole movie was about him stopping a child sacrifice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you've got Scarlet Witch dealing with her her pursuit of children. All right, at the end of this movie, you get Thor having a little bit of a guardianship thing going on. Yeah. Now, on one hand. The common argument is get this kid shit out of my fucking stuff. You know, like people are like, yeah, Yeah. (laughs) right. (laughs) All right. Yeah. (laughs) But but on the other hand, that's a good one, man. But on the other hand, I would like to think that it is part of Marvel's 10 year fucking storytelling setup that they're doing. And it's showing the audience that all of these people are starting to, like, they understand the value of innocence and a child and, you know, not letting them get sucked into the world that they're having to fight with. Because yeah. e- even with the stories that we don't deal necessarily with, a kid coming in to be the sidekick or, you know, whatever, 
any new hero that's been introduced since Endgame, they have that speech where it's your life's different now. It's not going to be the same. You're a hero. Welcome to the fucking welcome to the party. You know. Yeah. Anyway, we're getting all of it because I feel like it's going to build up to set a moral quandary for the Avengers of are they going to have to kill Kang as a child to really yeah. stop him? Is yeah. that how they're going to nip him in the bud? Because they're going to have there's got because you think about it, the next Avengers movie is called the Kang dynasty dynasty yeah. implies lineage implies yeah. that like, you know, you know, you get, get where I'm going. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. And, and I feel like maybe it's just something they're blatantly putting out there and showing and having in the forefront so that later on when the Avengers have to deal with a really grim, dark, you know, theme of all right. Do we kill like you know? The, it, it's the it's the concept of if you could go back in time and kill Hitler when he was a kid, would you do it? Yeah, but it could be a scenario where they're fighting Cain and they're killing him, like they're taking him out, and he just keeps coming back because you know the whole he's like the doctor at this point. Yeah. He's a- everywhere at, at once. Yeah, and so they find a way to where it's like, yeah, you can kill him, but you're going to have to kill him before any of that shit ever happens. And either his parents or him is a child in the, in the present timeline. And so they're having to deal with Kang, but the whole time that they have another child with them, that's like, yeah, he's going to be Kang. Like, but yeah. we can't kill him. But, yeah. but are there heroes that are going to be like, man, fucking watch out, move out of the way, you know? Yeah. yeah. Because I feel like that's going to set up for Thor to be like, nah, I killed Thanos, and I know he's not a child, but killing someone like that, like, that type of death doesn't, you know, he's not going to be down with that. Yeah. Yeah. To which I feel like that also could build up too. like, I feel like it could go hand in hand with the possible Hulk idea that I, I threw out, you know, last week about him being able to get back to being the brutal savage hulk you know cuz like that wouldn't like cuz we haven't had a true i know we had infinity war but we haven't had a true empire strikes back moment in the mcu yet yeah and i feel like something something that would reduce the build up and something that could crumble a lot of the main characters development and re- bring them back almost would be like a, a, an interesting way to soft reboot the Avengers, the core team, not yeah. just the new ones, you know, not just the big handoff film or whatever. But yeah, like, I don't know. I just, I, I felt like this, cause I got the thing about it. I was like, you know, they're like, they're, they're why are the heroes constantly having to save a child at this point in the movies now? Yeah. And it's, and I don't know. I just feel like it's a setup to deal with more pressing issues in the Kang film when it does happen. Yeah. Well, and then that could lead into if they went this route, that could lead into Iron Lad and how that comes to be in some way. Because they could hit that nail on the head a little bit sooner if they decided to go that route with it. You know what I mean? And I mean, and Doctor Strange too. I feel like. That movie showed us that Marvel's cool of going there. Yeah. And like 
I, I don't know. The fact that a Disney Marvel Studios film, like with Thor, with this movie, Zeus says orgy like how yeah. many fucking times? Yeah, yeah. He's like, like have think some about, babe, have some wine, everything gonna be okay, baby. You know. Think think about how think about how many parents on the ride home from watching this movie orgy. with their kid had to tell them kids or a lot it's of those kids well, about what an orgy is about. Right, you know, it's an, an adult party. It's a gathering of people for one common goal. Yeah, they have a grape, <laughs> they have a wine. It was yeah. a really shitty band in the early 2000s. They burped the worm. <laughs> they burped the worm. No, man, like, I like what Taka Watiti does. I enjoy his direction. I enjoy his his filter, right? I enjoy the world, like, watching worlds develop through his eyes and him bringing that to us. That's why I'm super excited for his version of the Star Wars movies because, like, Whatever he's going to do is going to be very interesting, very fun. And it's going to like, you know, it's going to be faithful um, to source material without being over, you know, it's not going to like do too much fan service. It's going to do enough. I just feel like this movie exists in such a weird place that if they had more of what they were going to do going forward, fleshed out that he could probably have created something there because this feels like, this really does feel like Rogue One. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You have you have the Hemsworth trilogy. You have this movie, which feels like Rogue One. It's the in-between film. Like, saying what happens to Jane, Thor goes through his transformation to get back and fit Thor. He's going to have the kid going forward. And then we're probably going to get another trilogy of films that's going to deal with him and the kid and and the things that are happening with that. And this just feels like that weird in-between film where they could have really taken that and just launched in a huge way forward and made something really interesting and really special. I'm not saying that like what they're going to be doing going forward isn't going to be interesting or special. I just think that like the idea of having Lady Jane or Lady Thor as as Jane going forward is such a great idea, especially if you split it up to where she's dealing with earth shit going on, Hemsworth is dealing with more cosmic God shit going on and their stories culminate at some point to where they have to work together to make that happen. Like you were talking about, it's like they really could have like made something super crazy good with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I didn't. I hate mean, it. and I mean, you know, although, although, the I guess we would call it the Midgard version of Jane Foster absolutely died. We watched her die on camera. Yeah, she didn't technically die she because she did go to Val. She yeah. went to Valhalla. Uh, Halla, Halla. I'm sorry, my accent cuts through with that. But anyway, um, so there's always there's always the possibility. And and besides, we all know the age old rule: the only person that stays dead in Marvel is Uncle Ben. Yeah. And so, you know, there's there's room, and and you know, I saw an interest an interesting theory about this movie, and when you watch it, it's not really a theory; it's more full on accuracy. This movie's not this movie's narrated by Korg. Yeah, yeah. And one thing they make a point to show you throughout the movie is that Korg doesn't have a very good memory, if yeah. one at all. He's a fucking rock, you know. What did he call her Jane? Yeah. What? Fonda. Yeah. Yeah. So, Jane Foster, 
or like he would say something, something like else, that. and he yeah. would, yeah, he, he would fuck he, like he's an unreliable narrator. Yeah. yeah. So by using him as an unreliable narrator and telling this story, that leaves the room yeah. for retconning. Things didn't yeah. happen because it was know, just the over bit... the top, like <clears throat> ridiculous yeah. at times. Absolutely. If that's the case, if they go that route with it, then they're a fucking genius. That, that would be genius. Yeah, that, that would be absolutely fucking genius. Well, you know. Well, for, well, well, I mean, for instance, think about how. Re- I mean, that would explain why that fight at the beginning was so over the top. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he, loved, you know what you know, I mean? He just building Thor up the whole time, like. Yeah, like he's just like he yeah, he's him. amazing. Yeah, he's te- like, like that's in theory a backstory. Like when he started digging for him. Yeah, like in yeah. the movie, he's like, "I died," and then they—it was my face. You know, like that's crazy. Yeah, right. he's picked your face up and tied it on the back of some chick. He's like, "I got you six. You know? Yeah. He's like, "I ended up having a little baby myself with some yeah. guy named Dwayne," which I was <laughs> like, "That was a funny ass joke," and I feel yeah. like that went over a lot of people's head, dude. That was he said, fucking great. the guy of the Cogs, Nina Nina Nani from Nini Nu, and something like that. <laughs> like what? <laughs> Gotta give a but shout yeah. out, man, to the hammer shards. Yeah, that was that cool was how that cool. hammer would fucking work. Oh, come back together. Oh, the, the way Jane does that final power up and destroys the last of the necro sword was yeah. fucking visually amazing. Yeah. Did you notice they fixed the kid? You went. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, when you yeah. see them side by side, it's night and day. Like it. To me, it looked better in the theater version. Yeah, because it was darker and it was a little kind of had a yellow it, filter. Over well, it. really, and I don't know yeah. why, but I I really thought it was cool that he made a point that it was he was talking to Hemdall's kid. Yeah, Axel. <laughs> yeah, well, I thought that was. Hmm. I was like, that's I don't know, like that's that's considering what the movie ended up being about. That was cool that he kind of had this weird ability to kind of like go find them and talk to them and was like, you know, Hey, hold on. We're on our way. Yeah. yeah. Fucking give us a minute. Yeah. Here's what's weird though. Let me ask you all this. So it, it makes a point to show that Jane goes to Valhalla, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, and then the Gar, uh, Gore's whole thing is like, there's nothing there's whenever. And we talked about that the other night. It's like, okay, you know, the responsibility of the God is to create an afterlife for the people that worship them, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, movement, like, what if Valhalla exists? Like, you can get to it. It's just going to be hard as fuck to get to, like, by not dying. Does that make sense? Like, what if, like, Omnipotent City and Valhalla it's kind of the same idea. Yeah. And you can get to Valhalla without dying. Well, that's how, I, that's how I looked at it. I looked at Valhalla as although it's a place that people went when they, when they perished in the name of a God, I guess it's just another realm, like all the other realms yeah. that have been established in the, in the Marvel universe. Like you have, you know, the spirit realm where people go talk to their ancestors. You have in black Panther, you have, quantum realm for ant-man and how he got our time heist and you know yeah. there's like they've they've been very good at fleshing out now that there are other planes of existence yeah that well, like like mortal death is literally just another step in going somewhere else right 
So, I mean, how crazy would it be if that happens? Well, I mean, think of just think of the concept of you know you have like if they if they were ever to go and considering that they've leaped from some of the older Thor stuff all the way up to more modern Thor comics now, yeah, I don't think it's a I don't think it's a it's a, a big stretch that we have a moment where Thor will fight the Black Winter in a film, and yeah. that was one of the most recent ones that he did. And that fight was fucking nuts. Thor has to fight this thing blindfolded in space. And he gets to it by journeying with Galactus. And in the process, finds out he was betrayed by Galactus. Strips him of the power cosmic that he uses to eat worlds. And then proceeds to decapitate his head and turn it into a fucking throne room. I mean, I mean, get, gang, gang. Get I fun, mean, you know, I mean, pull it up and make it, you know. Yeah, right. Um, I feel like with all the with all the uh, the analysis that we can do for this Marvel stuff, because that's one thing Marvel is has has gotten good at doing is making its fandom speculate and letting that speculate be its own brand of marketing. Yeah, right. Absolutely. If we take all that stuff away, we also have to look at the idea that Takawa Titi is not a big sequel guy. Like, I don't think I really know of many sequels that he's done. Yeah. Like, he's a one-and-done kind of person with his filmmaking. And, you know, he's not James Gunn, sadly, because this looked like he 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 saw what worked in Ragnarok. And thought yeah. he could dial that up to eleven, but he got too much feedback. Mm-hmm. Whereas you know the Guardians of the Galaxy films, like they're locked they in a, a noise bottle. gate, you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Ain't no feedback, baby, you know. <laughs> and at the end of the day, he tried to do Ragnarok again, and it just like that. That's because of the two. I could sit and pull Ragnarok up and watch all sit through all of it like right now. Yeah, yeah. For it, sure. I don't find myself feeling like I could revisit Love and Thunder over and over again. Yeah. Not that I, mean, I won't, but you know what I mean? Like Yeah. I it, and, and I, I feel the same way, man. I feel like if you're gonna watch Thor, you have to watch it. Like if you're gonna watch the, the Thor series, you have to watch it. If you're gonna watch the full Marvel cinematic experience. You have to watch it. You have to watch the dark world. You have to throw them all in there. But if I'm going to pull one of them up, it's Ragnarok for me too. I mean, Ragnarok is it? Right? It's for me. It's a tie between Ragnarok and the very first one because the yeah. first one, for all of its issues, was still a decent film. Yeah, bro. For a while, it was like, was it Thor good? Yeah, and right. Like, yeah, and. I mean, and who knows? Maybe the next movie that comes along, whether Watiti's with it or not, you know, maybe there is a chance that we can get back to a little bit more serious Thor while still balancing this really weird take that 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 the that the directors set these two films with, because it isn't 
here's the, like because uh, I understand the, the 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 complaint from the comic fandom, and it's the idea that when you're reading Thor, it is over the top, it is ridiculous, but it's a character that takes himself very seriously. Yeah. And we have a complete tonal shift in that with the way Chris Hemsworth Thor has become, and I, you know, a lot in the same ways as to how the how they you know tone down the Hulk a lot. Yeah, yeah. And I just hope it's just a case where maybe Marvel eventually gets like, you know, it it gets everyone comfortable. Like, okay, we're in this family friendly mode, and then the rug gets yeah. yanked right out from under us. Well, the yeah. way the movie is, dude, he's like. It cuts to him. She dies. He looks at the little girl. Then he's making fucking pancakes for her wearing an apron. Yeah. And we're like, what? What's and Molnir has a face and like tassels. And like, and... It looks better. I like it that way. Yeah. yeah. It's like, what the fuck, dude? Thornbreaker is like a bitter girlfriend that's worried, like a psycho that's, one that's yeah. worried about the ex. Yeah. I like when it when he goes and tickles the one's chin when he's talking to it. Yeah. Oh, that's so, so what funny. Doing here? Yeah. Well, when he, when he's when he's trying to when he's trying to see if he could still summon the hammer yeah. from Jane, and Stormbreaker just creeps into the like, shot what like, the "What you that? doing? What's going on here? Nothing." Like you could replace that with a chick that's walking up with a, "I got you a drink, honey." Well, Why are you when looking they're at on her? The, when they're on the <laughs> boat and he's talking about the lightning rod? Yeah, this is a good weapon. This is a. <laughs> he's like, it's a, it's for you. It's a good one. Like. Yeah. Yes. That bolt was pretty badass. It was. Yeah. That whole scene, Um, dude. I was gonna say, yeah. Let's, you know, despite the movie's flaws, let's talk about the uh, the the final battle, like uh, post November rain and everything. When they're on that planet, I love how the only light you or the only color you see is that which lights touching. Yeah, that's fucking. That, that was cool. They did that so so well, dude. Like that that whole sequence was like the yeah. last half of the film, man. Like from the final battle, the the moments with eternity, you know, all that that whole little 15 20 minute moment was fucking awesome. Yeah. Like I had a blast with that. Yeah. And to say that I just like I don't understand how some people just left the theater with just sour taste in my mouth. That was horrible. I don't necessarily feel, I feel like that was an exaggeration. (laughs) No, I mean, it's the type of people that watch the film are doing that. Stupid, baby. It was so stupid. Thor is way too much source material. (laughs) Thor is so good. My ass is Thor from watching (laughs) Thor. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I mean, the butt hurt, it was pretty fucking loud. But at the same time, like, I get it. It wasn't perfect. It but, was a silly goose time, dude. Yeah, it was It was still... almost like a standalone. Like, you don't have to yeah. watch this. Well, I mean, you, you know, might in the you, future to be like, what's a little girl doing here? But, well, you know, you don't have to. I don't know. Thor, Ragnarok, and Love and Thunder are absolutely in that category of if you're not shutting your mind off to just enjoy and have a decent time, yeah, then you're fucking up first off. Yeah. And, you know, and maybe that's the case with Love and Thunder is that it's been so long since we have like a main staple character because even though we had Spider-Man and Doctor Strange in the past year, 
those are still relatively new to the storyline that we're all experiencing with the Marvel movies. Yeah. And it's been a really long time since we've had an actual original character or original Avenger, a solo film with that. Yeah. And having that, you have the speculation idea of, all right, well, what, what seeds are going to be planted in this movie, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think this movie tried to just hammer it in not to go, don't, don't, don't try to look at it like that. Yeah. To the point where maybe the cringy moments were to rattle your brain and be like, Hey, quit trying to, we're not, we're not, we're not building up to shit, man. Just watch it in the here and now. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing, man. Like, I don't even care that nothing was built up for anything else. I'm just aggravated because like, man, I would have loved to have seen. Yeah. yeah, I would have loved to have seen Lady Thor like be the Avenger on yeah. Earth that's dealing with Earth shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Cause I love the design. I love her like her weird, quirky, like attitude and everything. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I like the direction that they were taking the character where she was like she's a genius she's a thor yeah but she's kind of a fuck up like she stumbles around her words you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. yeah like she she she's smarter than thor but she's not as battle hardened as thor yeah exactly and it would have been cool to see that happen where like you see her kind of become more and more and then like see the bad things that happen and the problems with being a god and you know, all that stuff to reinforce that idea of like, you know, the, like Thor's a God, Gore's killing gods. Gods are supposed to be good for the most part. Like it, they really could have reinforced a lot of that identity well, by it, like showing it, her. And it could have also, I, I don't necessarily, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I, I'll just add to what you're going with. Um, It would have been nice to have seen her, you know, build up to a more serious level. Yeah. Uh, to where, you know, like the idea of seeing the God and everything uh, or seeing what that's like. Uh, sorry, I just got a message. Um, where was I? I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. I got I got I got interrupted on this end. No, you're good, man. It's no worries. It, it'll come back eventually, I guess. Yeah. But no, like like you were saying, you know, it's good to see like this kind of be its own standalone thing. It's just like, you know, now with the with the way that Marvel has presented everything to us, it's like, okay, this is supposed to feed into this is supposed to feed into this and it's supposed to culminate into this at some point. And they really don't do a ton except for on the TV series. But in the movies, they really haven't done a lot of like building individual story arcs for for characters you know what i mean yeah they did that really strong starting out iron man thor captain america and all that stuff and then that eventually built into the entire um infinity stone saga or infinity war saga whatever you want to call it and it's nice to see that it it would have been nice if they would have took a different i'm i'm glad it was its own standalone thing but it would have also been nice if it could have built into what would be coming more so for Thor, which I guess we kind of got that with the little girl, but also like, I don't know, man, I would have loved to have seen them keep fucking lady Thor around. Yeah. Like I really would have enjoyed killing people off. Yeah. Well, well, well at the same time, we can also take 
take this with a grain of salt, but I feel like it's also something that Marvel's, you know, Marvel's playing with at the very end. Cause you know, what we've noticed now with our post credit stuff is at the very end of any individual solo film, it'll always say character will return. Yeah. And at the end of this one, it says Thor will return. Does yeah, it clarify so... which Thor? Yeah. Right. That's true. So, so there, I mean, there is that. Yeah. But, but all in all though, man, for all of its, uh, for all of its inconsistencies, man, for all of its tonal flip-flopping and stuff. Um, I will say that that for two hours I sat and was like, what the fuck am I watching? Yeah, right. And yeah. if a movie can do that, man, it's if it can keep me in, in if it can keep me invested, yeah. whether you know it, it 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 has a payoff or not, it's I mean it's good, I guess, you know? Yeah. And um, you know, there's a part of me that wants to give it a half because I feel like that goes with a lot of the with the way that I, I I like to rate movies from technical stuff, story, and everything. But another thing too for me is that the nostalgia factor. Even though there was too much GNR, it made me think of my family. I have I have several members of my family that are big Guns and Roses fans. So as I'm watching it, man, it's flooding my brain with memories. Yeah. And you know you can't put a price on that. And you can't put a value on that, man. Yeah. At all. Um, so I mean, I, I give it a full star, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm gonna give it a full star as well. Like I said, I mean, there's there's a couple of things that they could have done differently with it. I think that Gore was a fantastic villain. It would have been nice to see him built up even more. Um, because I think that that idea of someone killing the gods and like because you don't really and think that, about it. And that could be a very long play, too, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, you're, you're, you've got to thwart him, but, you know, he's going to keep... Because in any direction, he could find someone that's being worshipped and destroy them. Exactly. And then they really could have hammered that idea. Because they, if they weren't going with Kang, they could have built Gore up into this whole, this whole next arc's villain. Because, like, people on Earth worship the avengers does that technically make them a, what what defines a person oh, as a god you see what that, i'm saying that would have been incredible too like he shows up on earth yeah and he's like these avengers like or you know have it to where he feels like or just have it to where we don't see gore for a long time like several fucking movies yeah and then out of nowhere it's like you just have a moment where you know, a, a move, just just imagine, you know, if you will, you see the Marvel thing play out on the on the front. You don't hear any music. There's no fanfare, and then the movie just starts, and it's just Gore slaying the last of the gods. Yeah, we know he hasn't killed Thor, but they set up to where it's like he he's he's done his job. He went Thanos and fucking saw his mission through. Yeah, and. He's just kind of chilling, like, I've gotten rid of the gods, all is done. And you just have this brief moment where you start hearing, you know, you hear him, you know, he's sitting at a planet or some shit, and you hear him talking about the events of Earth and Endgame, and he overhears it. He goes to Earth, 
he sees the Avengers, he's like, so my work isn't finished. Yeah, exactly. Right. Bam. Fucking yeah. Avengers, Avengers title card, you know? Yeah. I mean, they really could have built that up to something ridiculous. And and who knows? I mean, the Necro Sword, I mean, they destroyed it, but did they? You know what I'm saying? Like they Well Well, if they if they keep it true to the to the source material and what that weapon is, it's gonna tie into Spider Man of all characters because yeah, yeah. The Necro Sword is wielded by a character called Null, which is the god of the symbiotes. And yeah. subsequently, it might be made of the same type of um, material that the symbiotes are made of. Yeah. And that's like Venom. It's a direct link to fucking Venom. Yeah. So, it's, uh, you know, we'll see what happens with it, man. But I'm giving it a full star, though. Well, <laughs> I was, I, I don't know anything about the source material. So I'm just watching this movie. I'm just having a silly good time. But new shit's come to light, man. Thor and Lady Thor are supposed to fight, and they didn't even let them fight in the movie. Like, yeah, that right. should have happened. Yeah. Now I want to see that. But uh, the movie looked great. I liked yeah. how the suits looked, the, the red and the blues. I love how he kept changing it too. Did you did you notice? Yeah, it was like every, every time you see him, the funny ones when they hop on the ship after the Zeus thing, and he yeah. runs up there and grabs it. <laughs> just, <laughs> it'll grow back. Yeah. Did y'all fine. notice how his eyes kept changing in colors like blue? Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the close up shots, his eyes would be like real, like just like someone took a blue marker. Yeah. And then when he was further back or something, they wouldn't look that way. And I was like, why did they CGI his eyes? Like, yeah, weird. But um, nah, I'm just kidding. I'll still give it a full star. I liked it. Yeah. It was, like I said, it was good, man. It was just, you know, we haven't had a movie like this in a while. And, like, we could pick apart, if we really sit down and wanted to, we could pick apart Spider-Man and fucking Doctor Strange and everything. It's just, it's just one of those situations where it could have been, maybe it was because of Christian Bale. and and uh what's her name that played jane yeah i'm 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 very interested to hear an interview eventually with how christian bell approached gore because it was um, nosferatu right yeah nosferatu and what was that music um it was something some band was it the clash no i don't remember what was the name of that band it was a strange it was like what Let's see, gore inspiration. Let's see. Influences behind gore was, uh, let's see, there's Nosferatu slight attitude. He said, there's obviously sort of a Nosferatu slight attitude. Taika and I wanted to do a whole dance, which we didn't get to do, but we had all this sort of Kate Bush stuff that we worked at. But I think we just realized he was never going to be allowed to put in that be put in that final. It was the Apex Apex Twins. That's it. Yeah, Apex. That music yeah. video. Yeah, yeah. Come to Daddy. Ooh, weird. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. What a pull. 
I would have loved to have heard or watched this movie where he put that Kate Bush song in there. Yeah, dude. I guess that's why he was pissed. Yeah, right. I mean, once they dropped it, it's like, yeah, you can't really do it, man, because they just used but, it in a big bad way. Like it's in, in every episode. Yeah, right. Uh, it's Max theme song. What are the odds? You know? But yeah. But She Hulk though. Yeah. I'm I'm glad that we're finally getting away from like this. Um it's getting into more of a procedural type deal. Yeah. Instead of it being like, okay, we're you know, we're, we're focusing because I thought that the whole series was going to focus on that one case. And when they yeah. wrap that up in that, first, that second episode or third episode, whatever it was, um, it's cool to see. And then like he opens a portal to hell, yeah. basically, you know, and his name was um, Donnie Blaze. Was yeah. that his name? So and Johnny Blaze is fucking Ghost Rider. Oh, yeah. So and then those. Well, now I remember things, the images of that guy. I think he's going to play that. I mean, I think that's him. That makes sense. That, I mean, that could be, you know. But uh, I, I like the direction and Wong coming back, yeah. and then that fucking it's spelled with fucking two ends and a Y, but yeah. not where you think it is. <laughs> yeah. How funny was she? It felt she like the episode got it got back on track. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's right. The way I, felt. I was like, yeah, we're back yeah. on track now. Yeah. And like the fight <laughs> sequence that they had didn't feel forced. Like, you know, in the previous episode, those guys trying to jump her and and here's my thing. Like, she just banged a dude that's a yeah. doctor. And they were trying to get a blood sample from her. Mm-hmm. So what's the next best thing from a blood sample? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Vaginal sample. Yeah. <laughs> you know you know what I mean? Wow. Like, for real, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for real, dude. Like, for real. And then when he came out and he was like, who are you? And she's like, it's me, you yeah. know? And he's and like, he's like uh, uh, I got to go. Dude, she threw his ass on that thing and was like, let's go. Yeah. Oh, it's my God. Time, baby. Yeah. I don't know. It's hard. It's hard for me to believe that she signs up as a regular person signs up for a date inside and she's not getting hit up by dudes. Yeah. Cause she's not ugly. No, understand. dude, she is freaking beautiful. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and she, she whole shit. Yeah. I need you to help wow. me move the car, baby. You know? <laughs> yeah. Right. Can you help me carry these groceries? You'd never have Honor. to carry groceries again. Exactly. Could you imagine vacuuming under the couch? Yeah. She just picked the whole couch up. But uh, I do. It feels like we're getting back on track, and we've only got like what four episodes left, three episodes, something like that. It's oh like six. God, was it six is... or nine? Yeah, I think it's eight. Dot, 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 dot. Like, yeah, what the <laughs> yeah. hell? Yeah, where's he at? He better not show up like in the last episode. Like, yeah, he just kind of he's appears. The cameo. He's like, yeah, hi, I'm back. Like Daredevil. <laughs> yeah, and then he fucks off. Yeah, here. it makes me really wonder what they're gonna do with that. Cause it's two different locations of the country, all that kind of stuff. Like, but you know, superhero, maybe he is going to open, open a superhero law firm in New York. Nah, dude, he's just going to Skype her in one of the episodes. 
but it's going to be Charlie Cox playing himself. I yeah. swear I'm not in <laughs> Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> but no, nah, dude, I've been enjoying it. I like what they're doing with it. And the comedy has been good, man. Yeah. Like legit good, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm interested to see where they, uh, where they take it from there, you know? Super interesting. We got a little bit of movie news here. If you want to fucking touch on this for just yeah, a holy shit this dude's already at it again yeah so pearl came out a couple of yeah, weeks ago out, yeah yeah and ty west of course wrote and directed pearl and x right and apparently mia goth is going to return in maxine a new film set after the events of pearl and x and a first look teaser has been released So following the premiere of Pearl at the Toronto International Film Festival, the third installment of the X-Horror franchise has officially been announced. A24 has greenlit Maxine, a sequel that follows the events of X, with Mia Goth reprising one of her two roles in in that film. Ty West returns to write and direct after doing the same with X and Pearl. A first-look teaser for Maxine has also been unveiled, and you can take a look at that below, courtesy of A24 on YouTube. And Maxine, Maxine, who was played by Goth, after the events of X, as the sole survivor who continues her journey towards fame, setting out to make it as an actress in 1980s Los Angeles. The film is produced by A24, Jacob uh, Jofke, or Jofke, and Ty West. Uh, Goth executive produces. Additional producers include Kevin Turin and Harrison Kreiss. It's not yet clear when the movie will be released. Uh, the we'll second installment, go, of, you know, yeah, right. Uh, the second installment of the franchise, the prequel Pearl, had its uh, world premiere at the Vienna Film Festival to universal acclaim, followed by its North American premiere at the Toronto International Film Festival on Monday. It will have a wide release in theaters on Friday, September the sixteenth. The film is set decades before X, with Goth returning as the future psycho bitty pearl here's a starry-eyed farm girl with a short fuse and a deadly and deadly ambition uh, it has been incredible to be a part of something that starts as an idea that goes from script to screen um of turning the series into a trilogy fuck added <laughs> fuck um mia goth returns with a deep Nuance performance as Pearl in a prequel set 60 years before eggs. Ty looks forward to the opportunity to complete this world with a cinematic trilogy and continue to deliver something original and unique. The original film X. Well, what's awesome about that is how I hate to cut you off there. No, you're good to that, but it started with X. He goes out there to make this little movie he's got here. And while he's there, he's like, fuck it. Let's do the prequel. Yeah, the, and then the, that's fucking happening. He's like, "Fuck it, let's do the fucking sequel." You know, like it, we went back yeah. in time to see what happens with her. Might as well move forward and see. Yeah, what happens you know? with her after the fact? Yeah, this dude's banged. He's banged out a fucking uh, a trilogy in fucking like two years. Yeah, God damn, it's great. And like, none of this would have happened if if the pandemic wouldn't have happened. Pandemic. To be honest, yeah, because like. They went to what was it, Australia or yeah. wherever it was, New Zealand, and they filmed X. And then 
while they were in lockdown, he wrote the sequel and he's like, well, we're already here. We already have the locations. Let's go ahead and film that. And like, okay, cool. So it like, it's crazy. And then X was great. Like it was a great slasher flick, you know? And I'm interested to see how Pearl is. And then also, because it sounds like Maxine is going to be more of like a psychological. Yeah. You know, top deal well, instead of a sl- fucked up. Oh yeah, Man. for sure. Uh, yeah. So I'm interested to see how his trilogy turns out, but that's awesome that a 24 is basically like, yeah, man, do what you got to do. Like yeah. enjoy it. And it sounds like he might be taking some of his own money that he's made off of these and reinvesting it into finishing, yeah. you know, cause he's producing it. So why not? You know, well, it will help him, man. He'd go ahead and get the movies out there company comes in yeah we'll promote it yeah by the time he moves on to like start taking deals yeah he's got a trilogy dude i mean yeah trilogy under my belt dude so good for him man yeah that's awesome i'm happy for so danny radcliffe names elijah wood as the obvious actor to play him in a parody biopic as someone who's now played another celebrity in a parody biopic, Weird Al, nope, Weird the Al Yankovic story, Daniel Radcliffe would be amused to see his own life story given the same treatment. In fact, Radcliffe even has the perfect idea in mind already if such a movie were to ever be made. The subject came up in a recent chat with Variety and promotion of Radcliffe's new film, which screened at the Toronto International Film Festival, and Radcliffe said it would have to be Elijah Wood. I would say if somebody is going to do a parody of my life, obviously it has to be Elijah Wood. We would trade off. (laughs) Radcliffe going a bit further to suggest that he could also play Wood adds an interesting angle to the potential parody film that, quite frankly, a lot of people would probably really want to see. Saying that it's the obvious choice to go this way is due to the actor's physical similarities, which has often often had fans confusing one for the other. Of course, something else they have in common is that they are both stars of major fantasy movie franchises with Radcliffe from Harry Potter and Wood from Lord of the Rings. I was on a red carpet in Japan and a photo of you was thrust at me. Radcliffe told Wood in a joint interview. Uh, My first instinct was to say, oh, I'm not so I can't, but I thought the language barrier would be too much. So the quickest way to deal with it was just write, I'm not Elijah Wood, sign Daniel Radcliffe, and then hope somebody translated that for him later. Wood shared a story of his own by responding, I have I have on multiple occasions been applauded for my bravery on stage in Equus. Uh, once I was in an elevator in Vancouver, and it was just me and this other person, and I could feel them looking at me intensely. Just before the doors opened into the lobby, he finally got up, the courage pointed at me and said, Harry Potter. I said, no. And I walked away. Now this is how dreams are made. Yeah. Okay. Because someone could read this article yes. like me. That's a movie. And, and write a movie. Exactly. Where they play dude. each other. Yes, exactly. And they're connected. Like they're both, yes. you know, grew up child actors mm-hmm. in the, in the business. Get yeah, exactly. For one another, somehow meet up. I don't know. You know. Well, think about it. The films like Radcliffe's doing Elijah Wood's biopic. Elijah Wood's doing Radcliffe's biopic. They're filming at the same place yeah. at the same time. 
and hijinks ensues. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you do it like a movie being made about movies. You know what I'm saying? Like, just yeah. take that idea and run with it. That would be fucking hilarious because they're right. both fantastic comedic actors mm-hmm. when they want to be, you know? Um, I mean, Elijah Wood can be a little creepy, but that's beside yeah. the point. You know what I mean? Um, Dad, he put <laughs> it out home. there. Yeah. Like, now it lives in yeah. the ether, dude. And the ether. Dude, all I'm going to say is if you mistake one of those guys for the other, you can't call yourself a fan. No, dude. No. They don't look anything alike. I mean, they've got the same build. That's it. But that's about There's it. There's a lot yeah. of short people in Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> you know they I mean? have beards. Yeah, exactly. It's like, come on, man. Uh, Elijah Wood, Wood looks more like Eminem in that photo. He does, he does, right? Harry he's Potter. fixing to start fucking freestyling. He's, he's, <laughs> he's lost himself. Look at him. Yeah, right? The music, the moment you want it. Better never let it go, dude. Next up here, Kevin Smith still hopes to make Mallrats 2. Hopes Clerks 3 success will help. Could Mallrats be the next Kevin Smith movie to get a sequel? As it stands, we are days away from a th- the theatrical release of Clerks 3, the new film that reunites the cast of the filmmaker's first movie. It marks the latest installment of the cinematic universe dubbed the Viewers Universe that was launched with the first Clerks in 1994. Many longtime fans of Smith have also a fond appreciation for Mallrats, the second feature film released by the filmmaker to hit that hit theaters in 95. The movie brought back Smith and Jason Muses, uh, Jay and Silent Bob. Why would they reverse that? Silent Bob and Jay mm. as Jay and Silent Bob and also marked the second of the duo's many films. The movie also stars Shannon Doherty, Jeremy London, Jason Lee, and Claire Bellani, also featuring names like Affleck, Ethan Supley, and Michael Rooker. The film was never given a direct sequel, though some of its characters have appeared elsewhere in the Viewers universe. Smith has teased a Mallrats sequel happening at different points, and in 2020, the project seemed to be making some good traction, according to Smith. Speaking with Entertainment Weekly, Smith said he was planning to get the sequel made, dubbing the film Twilight of the Mallrats, with all the main stars of the original cast returning. Looks like we're heading towards it now in 2021, which is very exciting for us, Smith said at the time, revealing some ideas he had for the plot. Takes place 25 years after the original and features the entire cast and a new cast of characters as well. It's about Brody and his daughter and the death of the mall. Uh, the Brody that we met in Mallrats has only been proven right in the life. The world came around to this way. Of, the world came around to his way of thinking. So based on that, Brody never really had to grow up. And now at this juncture in time, we face the moment when he might actually have to become an adult. Um, despite Smith's optimism, Twilight of the Mallrats has yet to be greenlit and officially put into production. And then, a uh, new interview with THR Smith provides an update on the sequel, stating that he still hopes to get it made. At this point, he's thinking that the potential success of Clerks 3 could lead to Twilight of the Mallrats, getting the funding it needs to be made as well. From the interview, he said, We're hoping to God that Clerks 3 is the, I don't know, whatever that is, if you will. 
that loosens up the mall rat's bowels and suddenly that shit starts flowing. I know the good looks at the, I know the good folks at Lionsgate and our producers, Liz and Jordan, have been having conversations to try to make that happen. It's a universal project, so Universal owns mall rats, even though they tend to forget that they do. Whenever I bring it up, I'm like, I want to make mall rats, and they're always like, go ahead. And I'm like, yeah, but you guys own it. And they're like, we do? Since the movie is neither fast nor furious, it's not really a movie that they pay much attention to, but Clerks 3 might make things a little bit easier. I still hold out hope, but I don't think you've seen the last of Brody Bruce. K.O. Pectate. K.O. Pectate? Yeah, for the uh, heartburn. Like like Pepto-Bismol. Okay. K.O. Pectate or Pepto-Bismol, if you will? Yeah. Okay. So it's heartburn, but... uh... Yeah, right. Yeah. I'm sure he'll get it made. I mean, we never thought we'd see another Clerks movie. Like, Yeah, I know. Man. My thing, too, is like they're releasing Clerks kind of limitedly in theaters. Kind of? Yeah. Oops. Yeah. You know, hour yeah, and a right. half away. Yeah. Dude, I looked at several theaters. I'm like, there's one two hours. There's one yeah. hour and a half. It's like, come on, dude. Yeah. You got one real close. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely gonna go Lucky. try to go watch it. Yeah. I'm out, I don't but know. It's one of those things where like are they releasing this in theaters so that they could try to get some award nominations? And if so, then that's fine. You know what I mean? Uh he's also doing his road show, which is gonna be coming close to us, but unfortunately I'm not gonna be able to go because of work and other obligations. So that kind of fucks that up, you know what I mean? But um, I don't know, man. Like, I think that it's weird that he owns the rights to the characters. Yeah. But he doesn't own the rights to Mallrats. Mm-hmm. Because Brody was in Jay and Silent Bob reboot. You yeah. know? Like, it, so it's just kind of a weird situation. And my thing is, is like, why don't he just try to buy the rights from Universal? Yeah, I mean. Sure. How much well- could- Surely they would want another one made that would drive people to buy the other one or go, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. Somebody yeah. out there that's never seen their like, mall rats. Yeah. It's like, Oh, I didn't know. Oh, there's another one. Yeah. Who the fuck is Kevin Smith? There's a lot of people that don't know who the fuck Kevin Smith is. Yeah. I mean, which is crazy to me, but it is crazy. Yeah. But uh, we'll see. Like, I'm hoping that he's able to do it. And I see that, like, he might. I wonder if he got his fill whenever he wrote Ben Affleck and into the reboot with Chase and Amy ties. You yeah, know what I mean? They, like, finally made up. and Yeah, yeah. Because it would be nice if they could go back and show that story actually play. Because, like, there's a story there. How did they end? Because they really didn't end on great terms. Like, not good enough to have a co-parenting child with, you know what I'm saying? Like, so yeah. it would be interesting to see that play out if they wanted to revisit that. But like, my thing is, is just let them do it, man. Yeah. Why not? Well, I like how Smith is like, you remember he kept trying to like push it and make these other movies and might get, get this big hit. And it's like, no, yeah. dude, you got your universe. Yeah. Play with that. Yeah. Like exactly. all this stuff already made it. 
Yeah. You have a huge following. Like, why not make another J and Bob? Like, and then he did. Like, you know, of course you make Mall yeah. again. Of course you. What else you got? Yeah. Sequels. Chase and Amy's sequel. You know. Yeah. Let's get Moose Charles made. You know? Yeah. Just saying. Just saying. So next up here, Bruce Campbell teases his return in a Dark Man Legacy sequel. We were just talking about this a couple weeks ago. Yeah, right. You know? So over three decades later, Bruce Campbell wants to return to the world of Dark Man. Directed and co-written by Raimi, Dark Man was released in theaters in 1990. The film stars E.M. Neeson in the lead role as a scientist who transforms into the titular vigilante after surviving a brutal attack and undergoing an experimental treatment for his injury. The movie spawned a pair of direct-to-video sequels in 95 and 96, though neither seems to be as held in as high regard by fans as the original. Fans of Darkman may also remember that Campbell's brief appearance in the original movie as an unmasked Darkman in the final moment. However, he did not reprise the role for the previous sequel. A Darkman legacy sequel could possibly remedy this situation by only acknowledging the original Darkman and disregarding those other movies. It's a strategy we've uh, seen find success with other franchises, such as the Halloween trilogy. On Twitter, Campbell retweeted a news story about Raimi meeting with Universal to discuss plans for a legacy sequel for Darkman. Campbell teases his return in the film if it ends up materializing using the hashtag i'm dark man campbell said in response to the news cool checking availability now uh it was reported in may that sam raimi was looking to get a new dark man film off of the ground this followed liam neeson also stating that he was open to returning to the franchise as well for a new dark man movie raimi had personally told the warp or the rap that discussions on a new installment were happening but uh, but that he had gotten so swamped with work on Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness that the movie fell by the wayside. With that film done and released, perhaps Raimi can put some more focus back into the new Darkman. Universal's talking about a Darkman sequel, he said. There's a producer attached. I haven't heard the story yet or gone into it. I've been so busy with Doctor Strange, but I think it's cool. Uh, director Josh Rubin has also been campaigning for the chance to direct a new Darkman movie. As a fan of the original, his hope was also to get Neeson back on board alongside Francis McDormand. He probably won't get the chance if Raimi intends to direct the legacy sequel himself, but in any case, there seems to be a lot of interest from many in seeing this movie happen. Now, what I think is like, I think Raimi is going to do the same thing with Darkman that he did with evil dead right uh-huh. because it makes sense if he's like there's another director that wants to come on board i want to produce i also want to co-write or write um and i'm gonna basically make the the launch pad here be involved in it and then when it, whatever vision this director sees going past this is going to kind of be its own thing you know and I would be okay with that because I mean, everybody that's talked about evil dead rise has been like, dude, it's fucking amazing. It's evil. Dead as fuck. Shit, man. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be evil dead as fuck this, that, and the other. So it makes sense for him to do something like that and possibly tack on a new director onto that property so that he doesn't have to yeah. do it. And, and he can just like, 
basically Kevin Feige it where it needs yeah. to go. Dark Man, it's time for Dark Man to make a return. Oh yeah, in a big way. So I'm I'm for this 100. percent And if they bring Campbell back, dude, come on. You know what I'm saying? That'll be that one of the things. Ramy's like, I'll do it, but you got to bring back Bruce. I mean, yeah, it's like bet. You know, no hold negotiations. My beer. Like, Mm-hmm. yeah dude we did a dark man episode 221 all the way back wow that's been like 50 something episodes it doesn't seem like it's been that oh. long but uh that's awesome though well shinfo yeah right so yeah i'd like to see that materialize it's just funny where we talked we talked about it in that episode like they need to do a legacy sequel yeah and then now it might actually be happening you know so i mean Petition. Fuck it, dude. Yeah. The fuck, fuck Sony, Sony petition to get off the ground. <laughs> yeah. Make Bring Dark, Dark Man, Man too. Back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're like, these, these guys are really like yeah. dedicated to this Dark Man shit, ain't they? It's like, fuck yeah, dude. You don't even know. It's so funny, though. You put it up. It's like, fuck Sony petition, sign this. And they're like, we're taking this down. It's yeah. Like, you can't. Let the people speak, man. Freedom of speech. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Come on. And last up here, I wanted to just kind of go through with some of the uh, D23 announcements, right? Because D23 happened over the weekend, and there was a ton of things that were shown during D23, which, of course, we haven't got any, you know, any trailers or anything, but they did show trailers for Ant-Man, I believe. They showed the lineup for Thunderbolts, things like that. So we'll kind of, we'll hit on the high notes here as we go through it. So for Marvel, Ant-Man and the Wasp Mania, the crowd say new footage from the threequel starring Paul Rudd, Catherine Newton, um, Evangeline Lilly, and Jonathan Majors. It opens February 13th. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, the crowd thrilled the footage from the MCU sequel starring Angela Bassett as uh, Ramonda. Ramonda. It opens November the 11th in theaters. Captain America, New World Order. Uh, Shira Haas and Tim Blake Nelson have joined the cast of the sequel starring Anthony uh, Mackie. It arrives in theaters May 3rd. So Tim Blake Nelson played the master. No, he played the leader in the Hulk movie that had Edward Norton in it. Oh. So he may be coming back as the leader, which is very Interesting. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So... And I'm not sure who Shira Haas is, but I'd have to do a little deep digging into that. So for Fantastic Four, Kevin Feige confirmed that Matt Shackman will be directing the reboot pick that hits theaters November the 8th of 2024. So Matt Shackman, I believe, was the director for WandaVision. Okay. Nobody fucks with the Shackman. Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So several castings were announced for Thunderbolts. For the Jake uh, Schreier-directed film, will close out Phase 5 of the MCU on July the 26th of 2024. They include David Harbour, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, Wyatt Russell, Florence Pug, Sebastian Stan, Hannah John Kamen, and Olga Kurlenko. So we've got David Harbour will be the Red Guardian. I think that was his name, right? Yeah. Uh, and then White Russell is coming in with them Kurt Russell vibes with uh, 
U.S. agent. What's cool, Florence. man, is he's still dressed. When you saw the image, he's wearing the Captain America. Yeah, yeah, the whole U.S. Ooh. agent guard. Yeah. Of course, uh, Eiffel Tower. What was? No, Empire State Building <laughs> yeah. will be coming back. She'll be coming back. Sebastian Stan. One of the one of these chicks is from the Ant Man movies. Played Ghost. That you know the one that um, oh you got me talking about politics. Oh, yeah. You know that she was like the kind of anti hero or whatever the fuck you want to call it in that film. And then um, okay, Olga. Kalinko was in. Oh, she played Taskmaster. Yeah, she t- she played Taskmaster. Yeah. So, so the they're bringing. Man. That's... Yeah. So, so that's happening. Thunderbolts, which I figured was going to happen, but it's interesting because, like, I was expecting Zemo to be part of this. I was expecting Abomination to be part of this, which they could at some point, you know, show up. So we'll we'll yeah. see about that. Uh, Indiana Jones 5, a trailer was shown to the crowd for the fifth installment of the lucrative 41-year-old franchise. Harrison Ford addressed the room and also revealed that this will be his last time playing America's favorite archaeologist. I'm done, he said. I will not fall down for you again. Third time saying that. He's fed up. Yeah, right. Uh, Willow, a new trailer for the reimagining of the 1988 fantasy classic was shown and Christian Slater was revealed as a cast member. He joins an ensemble that includes Warwick Davis, Joanne uh, Wally, or Welly, uh, Ruby Cruz, Aaron Kellerman, Ellie Bamber, Dempsey Burke, Amar Shadha, Shadja Patel, and Tony Rivalori. So, Willow, Revioli, <laughs> Revalori. Uh, Avatar The Way of the Water. The crowd was treated to a load of footage from James Cameron's Long in the Works sequel to one of the highest grossing films of all time. For Disney live action, we've got Mufasa, The Lion King. The prequel's title was announced and a sneak peek was shown in the room. It is set to be released in 2024. And then The Little Mermaid, the new teaser trailer uh, unveiled, release date of summer of 2023. Um, yeah. All right, so for yeah, so for television, Marvel, Ironheart here. So uh, Shakira Barrera joins the cast of the Disney Plus series, starring Dominique Thorne as Riri Williams. Premiere date is to be announced. Secret Invasion full trailer for the Disney Plus series, starring Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury, that premieres in 2023. Armor Wars, uh, Don Cheadle reprises his role as Rhodes, James Rhodes in a standalone series that will show the character in a whole new light. Loki, uh, Ki-Hu Kwan, joins the season two cast of Disney Plus series starring Tom Hiddleston, Owen Wilson, and Sophie D. Martino. Production is underway, but the premiere date is to be announced. Echo cast members, uh, Alakwa Cox, Vincent D'Onofrio, Devry Jacobs, Graham Greene, Cody Lightning. What a name. Uh, and Chasik Spencer hosted a special look at the upcoming series that also stars Tantu Cardinal and Zon McLarnon. Daredevil Born Again, Kevin Feige, and co-star Vincent D'Onofrio discuss the upcoming Disney Plus series. 
were eager to chat about the new Disney Plus series starring Charlie Cox. Production will begin in 2023. And Werewolf by Night. We have the this trailer, by the way. We do? Yeah. Okay. Uh, the Halloween-themed program starring Gail Garcia Bern, uh, Bernal and Laura Donnelly, Marvel Studios' first TV special, was revealed along with a trailer and an October the 7th premiere date on Disney Plus. So for Lucasfilm and or the final trailer for the Disney Plus series starring Diego Luna was released. Uh, the Mandalorian, a trailer for season three was um, released. Star Wars, the Bad Batch season two um, animated series about an elite experimental clones of the Bad Batch was pushed from September the 28th to January the 4th. Tales of the Jedi, the short form animated anthology series set in Star Wars universe revealed the first trailer and an October the 26th premiere date. Wow, that's awesome. Um, I think that's kind of it. Yeah. New unscripted holiday specials and pentatonics. Really? Okay. Uh, Disney Channel, Marvel's Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. I don't know what that is. Star Wars Young Jedi Adventures. So yeah, there's a ton of stuff coming and it's cool that they did the A23 or the D23 stuff uh, uh, and they released some of this. I just wish that they would have like premiered it there, wait a week or wait a couple of days and then release the footage. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Come on. Like give it to us, baby. You're killing me. Dude, that uh Quan that's joining um Loki. Yeah. That's short round. That's awesome. Yeah. That is that is fantastic news because that dude is killing it. Yeah. You know, God, he was so good in fucking everything, everywhere. All yeah, this man. I want to watch what that a great movie fucking again. movie, man. <laughs> yeah. Right. For real, dude. Movie make you feel some kind of way. Yeah, like everybody so. we know too, that's watched it. Even people you think wouldn't like it. Or like, man, yeah, right. that shit was awesome. I need to go over to my grandmother's and watch it with her and see Ooh. what she thinks about it. I bet she would enjoy it. Especially if she hadn't she, seen it yet. Yeah, she loves like kung fu movies and yeah. like time travel stuff and all she's into all that stuff, so she'd be down for it, you know? That's just a mind fuck of a movie, like Yeah. Yeah. Same with Tenet. I think she'd like that too. That but, Werewolf yeah. by Night, man, that trailer I I clicked on it to see. I like the way it looks. It You'll see when you watch it, it just looks a certain way, but. Right. Yeah, um, it's crazy because Werewolf by Night was the comic that Moon Knight first appeared okay. in. Okay. Yeah. That so, makes and where. Sense. And yeah, Werewolf by Night is kind of like an anti hero, kind of like Moon Knight is, you know, because he's a, a fucking werewolf, you know? Yeah. So, and you know, that could lead into blade and all that other shit. So like, there's a lot of cool shit that's going to be going on there. Hell yeah. But hell yeah, dude. Just in time. Yeah. Just in time. Trev, did you hear about the Thunderbolts cast? No. So the Thunderbolts cast is going to be, um, red guardian. Oh, okay. It's going to be um, Winter Soldier, Taskmaster, um, Empire State Building, uh, God damn it, Black Widow's sister. So that's the uh, Thunderbolts? 
Yeah, it's going to be the chick that was like kind of the bad guy in Ant Man, the ghost. Um, and... drop it in general. Okay, the image. Yeah. I can't remember everybody. We this just is what they put it. up. But, th- but yeah. this 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 is official. Yes, this is official. E three. Yeah. Uh... Yeah. Dude, hell yeah. Yeah. So I mentioned it's cool that they're bringing fucking dude back to play Red Guardian. Like that's gonna be so goddamn funny, dude. I so, agree. Yeah. yeah, man. I'm excited for that. And they, they've got a director for Fantastic Four. It's gonna be the dude that directed the uh WandaVision. Ooh. So that that's gonna be interesting. And uh yeah. Just a lot of goodness, dude. Just a lot of goodness. I think that like once we get over this weird in between kind of phase thing that's going on, yeah, I think that they're really going to start ramping shit up. You know what I mean? Well, I'm curious as to how they're going to tie all this together, like thunderbolts or everything. Just the thunderbolts, because when you think about where these characters are all kind of coming from, it's it's going to be weird. <clears throat> I don't know. I guess it's because at the end of the day with the Thunderbolts, it looks like they one of the key things that they all have in common is that they either dealt with Black Widow or Captain America. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, you know, Elaine being involved in it and her kind of like putting herself out there in uh, Falcon Winter Soldier, like she's going to be the Nick Fury of this. And I think that her and Nick Fury is not going to see eye to eye because all these people have sins that they need to rectify. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and I think that that's going to be like her, her deal. She's going to be like, okay, you know, you did bad, but let's use your talents for good. And I think that that they, in my opinion, they did a good job at like basic casting. Yeah. I, I guess you could say, because like I was expecting to see Zemo and um, abomination and a couple other people, like maybe red Hulk, but it makes sense why they're going with this group of people because none of them have like crazy, crazily outlandish powers except for um, Ghost, and it's they more or less have a very similar skill set where they can like get in, infiltrate something, and get out very militaristic. And, and they would all probably, if in the right mindset, these people wouldn't probably. Be they would be okay with doing a mission that revolves, I don't know, killing a kid. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, so yeah, it, it makes sense why they went with this casting, you know. Because think about that, and this adds more to that Kane theory. And the reason I say that is because looking ahead, the events of Kane and Secret Wars, or somewhere amidst all of that, this could be the groundwork for Civil War Two. Oh, yeah, that would be fucking nutty, right? Yeah, dude. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. So, yeah, I'm I'm kind of excited about Thunderbolts because I like all of those yeah. characters. Mm-hmm. And I, I hate what they did with Taskmaster in um, Black Widow, but I thought that the idea that they went with that character in that was pretty good. So I'm interested to see, because, like, dude, that's a cool fucking villain. You know what I'm well, saying? It, well, it, it makes you wonder if Taskmaster, Taskmaster, and 
the Winter Soldier are going to have bonding ground because they're both the way that they round. Yeah. Well, yeah, and the way that because the way they the way they treated Taskmaster in this in in this iteration of the character, he's it could be anybody. He's just uploaded with the Taskmaster program that allows him to have all those that information. Yeah, yeah. So it's pretty cool, man. And they and that's a revolving door of cast that they could put on that. So Yeah. I'm interested, you know. But yeah, that's the most interesting thing in my opinion that came out of the D twenty three stuff was that. So but we're fuck we're fixing to gear up for trailers, Trav. We got some pretty good trailers, man. Yeah. I they're almost they too good. Especially this first one. Aquatine Forever? Plantasm? Oh. oh, shit. Are they coming back? The boys are back in town. I'm excited. I love fucking Aquatine, dude. Is Carl in it? Please tell me Carl's back. Yo, fry man. <laughs> hey, fry man. <laughs> God, that the episode where Carl sells his house to Danzig. Yeah, dude. <laughs> that shit is fucking hilarious, man. When fucking Zach Wilde shows up, it's like, what the fuck is happening here? And Getty Lee in the base fucking <laughs> base jet. It's like, dude, who the fuck well, was high as fuck when they wrote this? Well, like, dude, well, remember when they did, uh, the Aqua Teen uh, movie for theaters. Yeah. Uh, I just love the fact that when the, like the whole movie plays all that and it's hilarious, then the credits roll and it's fucking unearthed. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. It's like, Look, what the fuck? Linoleum Knopf is done by Mastodon. Yeah. Yeah. Remind but, me oh, to fucking find that Aqua Teen series and, and purchase it up. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna purchase it. Oh, dude, I, I for for years, man. Um, I had I had the uh, the run of it, and that was that was on loop on my TV for a long time. Was off the team. Um, it's so. I'm ready though. Yeah, let's roll this beautiful main footage. All right, three, two, one, play. <laughs> Too wicked. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll run the jewels. Not me, Mom. God, I forgot how much I miss this show. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh yes. shit! I will probably I mean, cold buy it, dude. Yeah, we can get podlocked on that one. That's a movie. Dude, yeah. I, I even hope they go so far, dude, as to give us a good old-fashioned, like, Dr. Weird opening where... Yeah. <laughs> Behold! Taco pie! <laughs> he said, Behold, my new wife. He goes, uh, that's a giant spider. Ah! <laughs> Man. Any day's a good day when you get more Aqua Team. Yeah. Babylon. I've heard good stuff about this. This damn trailer just kind of came out of nowhere. Like, well, like I've yeah. heard, I've well, I've heard this is this is obviously going to be one of the uh, award movies, just by the cast that's yeah. in it. Watch how yeah. they do this uh, at the beginning here with the logo. They're doing Coke. Check this oh, out. Oh shit! Okay. All right, three, two, one, play. Well. <laughs> Paramount. Look at all that coke. <laughs> exactly what doing coke's like. Yeah. <laughs> was that some fucking YouTube titties? That was a YouTube titty, dude. Crazy movie about filmmaking. <laughs> He just coke the fuck out, dude. Another titty. Some more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. That looks fucking great. It looks like dude. it could be a take on not take. But it's like it almost like it's going to be America's version of Brazil. Mm. <laughs> well, well, minus the last ending. Part of that movie. Is it going to be easier to understand than that movie? 
Yeah, I don't think it's going to be people going to their happy place or anything. Yeah, <laughs> happy place. There were three sets of tits in that trailer. I mean, I'm for it. It has 1.5. I'm just saying, if you had some tits in one of your videos, dude, they'd shut it yeah. down. I mean, my, what if my, I'm, I'm shirtless? Rules for thee, I dude. mean, well, I mean, dude, the tick, t- the tit ticker keeps ticking, dude. Yeah, the tit ticker. <laughs> We're up to yeah. three sets of tits to this trailer. The shit tickets still going. <laughs> rounds and multiples of two. I'm excited for this knives out shit, dude. Glass onion. Yeah. All right, let's okay. see what they're up to this time. Three, let's two, one, play. Yachts. John McAfee movie looks dope. Puzzle. You expected a puzzle. <laughs> wow. Dude, he could just keep making these. Yeah, right. Keep them coming. Man, really do. I'm thinking franchise here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Keep them coming. Yeah, for sure. The Fablemans. Yeah, this has got old. Um, it's got Dano Spielberg. It's got Dano in it. Oh. Yeah. And Seth Rogen. This is Toy with so me, this is, David. So this is Dano's first role since the Batman, right? Yes. Okay. Let's do it. All right. Three, two, one, play. Bass drop. Oh. Ambulance. Another movie about movies. <laughs> How meta. The trailer we just watched was about the one before. I that. wish I was an old young filmmaker again. I think this is a remake or something. I think there's something, there's some source material. Wait, is that supposed to be baby Steven? It might be. I think it is.
so slightly autobiographical. Yeah, this is based on him. Crazy. You direct your own biopic. Yeah. I think he, I don't know if he produced it. I don't know if he directed. Oh, it's loud, ain't it? Yeah. We did direct it. He's like, I'll direct my biopic. <laughs> Yeah, get the fuck Back out. Off peasants. Yeah. Fuck <laughs> off, peasants. I, I kind of want to check oh, it out. Oh, I'm sure it's going to be great. Dano? Rogan? Let's do it. Willow. Willow. Pulpit? <laughs> Pulpit? <laughs> you fucking Pulpit? When you read all that famous, see, I thought this was just going to be some kind of like sequel or whatever. And then they were like a reimagining of Willow. Like, well, okay. Yeah. Right. But, but Christian's coming back, dude. Let's check it out. Oh, it's a series. Yeah, let's, let's peep this. All right. Three, two, one, play. Oh, uh, but. Mm. Only thing missing is Lady Hawk. Yeah, spent right. all that money. You remind me of your mother. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. I mean, this looks silly goose as fuck, dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
Let's go. System works, douchebag. God damn. I mean, I mean, dude, that was loud as fuck, but I mean, it was like a silly goose time, dude. Yeah. I remember watching Willow when I was a kid, man. It's up there with like the Dark Crystal and any of these little, you know, they're clearly throwing as much money as they can at whatever thing's going to stick to be Game of Thrones. Yeah. But I mean, dude, I'm down for swords and sorcery. Yeah, always, you know, always. <clears throat> and now we're going to have what looks like what Sylvester Stallone holding a stack of cash. Remember, we had a teaser for this a while back. Yeah, Tulsa King. He's like a mob boss. Looks pretty good. Let's fucking do it, dude. Pretty lazy. All right, three, two, <laughs> one, play. You'll be boxing like I will you my prime. The fuck's in Tulsa? Are you from the government? You remind me of your mother. <laughs> <laughs> you remind me of your family. That's what he should have said. This is my kind of show, dude. Yeah. I mean, dude, it's got Guilfoyle in it, dude. Yeah. I'm down. Well, they said uh, Yellowstone, Sopranos, like. He fits the role, too. Like it. Yeah. She's like, what is the cop doing here? What are you? And he's like, you remind me of your mother. He's like, I just, I just, I just checked off your card. You think I'm a CPA? Are you from the government? Yeah, I was like, I was like, boom, tough acting to acting. Oh man, Andor. This is about Disney, to drop Disney, like Disney, now, Disney. Right? Yeah, twenty first. Hell yeah, the dude. three episode premiere. When She-Hulk ends, Andor begins. Andor! Y'all ready? Oh, yes. <laughs> Three, two, one, play. Let's see. It must flow. <laughs> Why are we doing the Skywalker theme over a show that is... They're so quick to get away from Skywalker, but... I'm never mind. I'm gonna shut up.
Ooh. You rebel scum. <laughs> you remind me of your mother. Yeah. <laughs> what about me? Everything. That dude's got a voice on him. Yeah. It looks good, man. Yeah. I mean, well, Star Wars is fuck. Let's go. Man. You're going to like it. About a character I don't give two fucks about though. Yeah, but it's more Star Wars. Like we're spreading our wings, man. We're getting away from the, you know. We get to that new new. My my trailer that popped or my video that popped up is how much have you ever lost on a coin toss? (laughs) (laughs) That don't just put it in your pocket. It becomes no more change like the others. Stand to lose everything. Wow, Zion. <laughs> <laughs> we lived in Temple, Texas. Well, you know what I stand wow. to lose. Wow. Well, why is that? All right. Werewolf by night. Okay. This is like, we talked about this a little bit. This is coming out in October. This is like a, I don't, I don't know if it's going to be a movie length or a, but it's Werewolf by Night, dude. Let's do it. Let's right. see the way they've done this trailer. Like, it's crazy looking. All right, three, two, one, play. I was like, is am I watching a Marvel? Ooh. Yeah. Now you can see what I was like, is this real? Wow. That's pretty fucking cool, though. Yeah, I'm dude. super oh. interested. Well, once we find out how long it is, that can be our uh, fourth October yeah. thing. Yeah. So far, we have we already have three. Hell Let's, yeah, dude! They might be able to work Watch. that in. Let's Down to watch do it. it. Yeah. I hope it's like really shot that way too. I know, right? Like. 
It looked gory too. Like they were yeah. cutting arms off and shit. Like hell yeah, dude. Let's I'm go, DTW. Disney. Yeah. Disney dollars. Well, it looks totally different from all of Marvel's other stuff. Yeah. And that's desperately needed right now. Yeah. We got fucking Black Adam. Ag- no Adam. <laughs> Rock bottom. <laughs> Black Cop, it's the taste of gold. I'm ready. All right. Three, two, one, play. This dropped a few days ago. Scorpion King. Damn. Oh, shit. Okay. looks really good man i mean i think they just showed us the opening and that mid film fight where where the justice society shows up and that's it like i don't think they showed us anything from the second half of the movie there you know Mm -hmm. well i got i got i got vibes of like He's going to show up at the beginning. He's when they do the whole open fire. And he's like, your magic's weak. I feel like that's going to be within the first 20 minutes of the movie. It might open it. And you I know? Feel, yeah. And I feel like he's not going to be that badass again the rest of the movie, though. Like, he's going to do cool shit. Like, look at like the speed and the brutality at which he took those guards out. 
like no question no questions or fucks given you know yeah like every hero has that moment where they get to be so op that it's like all right they're not gonna be like this yeah but but it gives me vibes of like the justice society is gonna clearly approach the angle or at least dr fade is gonna approach it as let's try to talk him like talk some sense into him he's five thousand years old shit has fucking changed yeah he's gonna be all fucking shell-shocked from what got him encased in the first place and then a greater threat is gonna arise and he's gonna be like god damn it and it's gonna be the idea where like black adam is gonna be the unknown factor in what's really gonna go down in the larger scheme of the movie yeah right is he gonna help him? Is he not? Or is it gonna be that thing where he he kind of helps him, but like at the end he's like motherfucker, almost like in uh, <laughs> X Men uh, First Class, yeah, where Magneto helps him throughout the film, but then when he gets that final chance with dude, he puts the coin through his fucking head, yeah. And it's like he, he does the thing the rest of them are not wanting to do. You know what I mean? He'll cross the line. Yeah. Cross the line. Thus, hopefully, setting up Shazam v. Black Adam. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. We got a fucking Mandalorian trailer? Mandalorian. Let's, let's do it. Let's see what do the boys it. are up to. Oh, man. Two, one, play. Fist bump. The child. Go away. <laughs> Plan B. <sighs> oh, all the money at it, baloney. Well, fuck you. Uh, he just goes, oh. you know, he would make those little yeah. grunts. And... So we are all fucking Mandalore. Look at this. Dropping in the war zone, baby. Dude, did you guys notice something? Sheesh. Mm. First off, first off, where are we dropping, Mando? Secondly, somebody get this show a back brace because it's carrying this fucking franchise. Yeah, right. And it's a dude, um, it's no. a Mandalorian and a Baby Yoda that's carrying yeah. the franchise. 
yeah. with that sink. <laughs> so, so did you guys notice in that shot with the fireworks? It parallels the shot in Boba Fett where we see Mandalore getting destroyed. Yeah. I was like, that's cool. But it looks like the whole season is going to take place on that planet. That's fucking dope, man. Yeah. Got to find his way, dude. Mm. Mm. Like, true, like it's true. Like I have to when I get lost. Speaking of lost, where the fuck has Nick Fury been? Yeah, for real. So I want y'all to notice something in this trailer that I noticed when I watched it. Whenever he sits down at the table with her and she's like, where the fuck have you been? And he's like, this is d- different. It's vo- It's like they changed the line. So you oh, can't okay. hear what he, listen, you'll hear it. It's like, that's not yeah. what he said. Yeah. But they're trying to throw, you know? Yeah. Like, you'll see. It's right here at the beginning when he sits down and takes a drink. Oh, man. Now, before we watch this, I have high expectations for this because this is a very good crossover story that happens in the books. And I don't know. I'm I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to seeing how it's done differently because I know it's not going to be the same. Endgame made sure that Secret Invasion will be different how they do it. Yeah. But yeah, let's do this. All right, three, two, one, play. Notice the voiceover. What was that? <laughs> what? What was that? Different. Yeah. What'd they cover up? Oh. Oh, I know what they are. Oh. All right. Hell yeah, dude. So it looks like it looks like they've optioned to give Iron Man's story to Nick Fury. Mm -hmm. Because in Secret Invasion, Iron Man is a main character. And he's fucking dead. <laughs> so yeah. 
I'm going to call it right now. Everyone's a scroll. Obviously, that's what the story's about. The scrolls have infiltrated Earth. Nick Fury is mindfucked because he doesn't know if he is human or scroll. Okay. Because throughout the Secret Invasion book, that's something going on with Iron Man as he keeps being contacted by one of the scrolls that, or scrolls or whatever that uh, comes up to him and they're like, you know, you're you're one of our assets on the ground. You're the one gathering intel. Like you can like there's this whole sequence where it's like you can change back to your form. And Iron Man's like, uh, what the fuck are you talking about? You know? And they do like a you know a big twist where it's like, yeah, you're you're fucking one of us. And he's a hundred percent convinced that he's not, and it's just this identity crisis all throughout the story. Right. And it looks like they're 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 switching it up and letting Fury kind of take that role as well. Right. But this looks good. Looks I love how I love the approach they took. Yeah. But hell wow. yeah. I was trying to figure out how long that werewolf. Oh, it's an hour. Okay. Werewolf on out. We just do it in October, right? Well, all right. So, when does Andor come out? Is it September the 21st? I think so, yeah. So, it's going to overlap with because that's next Wednesday. Fuck. Okay, never mind. I was going to say, like, we could put that, the first three episodes of that with Werewolf by Night, but nah. Be all right. We'll figure it out. Yeah. We'll, we'll powwow. We'll powwow behind the scenes. You know what I'm saying? How do y'all feel about uh, 3,000 years of long ignorance week? I'm down. Travis Idris Elba Genie movie? Sure. Let's get up on um, that. I want to do an honorable mention. Um, the Patient, the uh, show that we saw the trailer for with uh, Gleason and uh, Steve Carell. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a banger. Really? Yes. 30-minute episodes. Hulu, yes, absolutely worth throwing on the pile and worth the bump up the fucking viewing list. Hell yeah. Highly recommend y'all watch it, and I think, I think, uh, it, I think it's something also that it, it, it's something worth watching with others. Yeah, uh, it's not a, it's not too, it's not too heady that 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 people get bored with it. It's interesting. The thirty minute, the thirty minute t- runtime really packs a punch because each episode it kind of builds up to one look. You know, you get one extra bit of information. Like so yeah. far, there hasn't been a chuffa episode, and it's you know it, it's been really good, man. Right, hell yeah! Uh, it's Steve Carell acting his ass off, chained to a fucking bed, man. That sounds great. Like, and I'm and like you know the whole like, uh, well, what makes it fucking good, man, is it's like you don't see Carell do these type of roles. Yeah, like I know we I know we've seen Foxcatcher. And I know there's a few here and there moments where he's, you know, he plays a serious type, but this it's is so rare. different. It's so different for him 
and it, it it's just it's really good, man. Like I want to see him in more roles, not necessarily the same stories like this, but I want to see him take on more serious roles like this because the guy's nailing it right now. And Dom Hall Gleason's doing a really good job at playing the type of character he's playing because the whole premise of the show is that a serial killer has kidnapped his psychiatrist and forcing him to live in his basement while he's like having his compulsions and like it's just it's really odd man like it's yeah like at at this point uh where i'm at in it gleason's character has another guy locked up in 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 a in like a like the bathroom of that 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 bottom room that corral's in and he'll go to work and Corell will be there and then the guy's trying to talk to him you know they'll they'll talk for a few minutes and like you know there's some other stuff that's going on in the house as well and that stuff but like it'll be an instance where he's sitting there and then the phone calls and it, it rings and it's and it's gleason and he's like i fucking will kill somebody right now i will fucking just like i, I can't i gotta do it and of course Corell's like you know talking him out of it and shit but it sounds stupid the way I'm explaining it. Not at all. But when you watch it, though, you're very much, you, you will get pulled in, man. Yeah. So, right. Absolutely. Like, it, it, it's it's a win, man. And I want to say there's maybe three, maybe four episodes out right now. I'll give her a but, Yeah, absolutely worth your while. Hell yeah. The, 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 the checks on the mail. <laughs> yeah. 